People deluded, I'm back again. Good morning, and I hope you're all doing well and safe as usual. Welcome back to another edition of the Deluded Podcast, the DG Podcast, the Really and Truly Podcast. Um, you know, whatever you want to refer to it as, just remember to make sure you're following across Spotify, across Apple Music. Obviously, if you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure you hit the sub button. I'm starting to go very Twitch heavy and heavy and bet a lot on Twitch, so please make sure you're following me on Twitch, Deluded Guna. I've got a lot of exclusive Twitch content to come starting with today obviously i'm not sure at the time you're listening to this but 5 p.m uk time i am going live on twitch i'm going to have a q a show for you lot that are not members so obviously if you want to ask your questions and see it live and direct make sure you're following on twitch make sure if you've got amazon prime you're subscribing through twitch as well better than that i hope you're doing well and safe as you know we're typically here on a monday slash tuesday depending on the news and football and factors and we're definitely here on a friday um, and i'm a very appreciative of you lot's continued support and before i get into football as i always say it's friday so i hope you've all had a week to remember i hope you've all moved that much closer to your dreams hopes goals and aspirations and all of those sort of things people if you haven't we go again next week if we're not trying to develop the mindset and improve our reality and level up spiritually mentally as well as financially and that um and physically we're not doing anything right people so yeah i hope you're well and safe it's the off season where the premier league's concerned but there's always stuff to talk about. Sorry, people, one second, because it's boiling hot in the UK. As I was preparing this podcast, I, I've literally just clocked the fan is on. I don't think you can hear it, but I'm conscious that this might be ruining the listening experience. And maybe I should have just continued and not said it. But literally 10 seconds, people, there's no way I'm starting this again because I think we're all in a good flow. And I know you lot are, li- are listening to this, man. I spit that 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 audio crack for you, for you guys, man. And I'm very appreciative. Just before I go and turn off this fan, I see a lot of people you know, nine to fivers, they're like, I'm listening to you while I'm at work and all of this stuff, you know, shout to the nine to fivers, the stay at home mums, the stay at home dads, you know, whatever you're doing in your life, innit? I, you know, however you're getting value out of my content, just know I very much appreciate, appreciative, I'm very appreciative of it and I appreciate it and I'm on 38,000 subscribers, like we're filling up the Emirates, you know, I've got more subscribers than certain football grounds and things like that and I'm very appreciative of that support, we, you know, and we've got a very, you know, there's different fans, all of you from different countries and different nations. And even if you're from England, different realities of my own. But we're all attracted to our love of football, whether it's Arsenal and other things. And you know me, with this podcast, I do cover Arsenal things, but I like to do the neutral stuff as well. I know it's in the name, but I'm a fan of the game first, football second. So we're going to get into it. You know, there's a bit to speak about in relation to COVID injections, Man City losing a certain sort of appeal, little bits and pieces. But literally, let me turn off this fan one second, people. Making my way downtown. Oh, oh, I don't know the rest of the song and this drop. That was a madness. I almost fucked it. That was a mad thing. But it's real life, people. You get me? Like, this is live and direct, you know. And I, I, I like to keep the bloopers and the problems out. You just heard my fan drop. I literally just dropped it as I pressed on the button people you know podcasts are one of the hardest things to do because it's mad early in the morning but same way you know i like to keep the imperfections because this is real life this ain't sky sports one day we'll have it like that but it's real life so i like to keep the imperfections people um so yeah i hope you're doing well and safe i hope you're good i hope you've all you know you're all settled now let's get into it now first things first i want to speak oh sadly we have to go over some racist stuff as well but um man city lose appeal over secrecy of premier league ffp investigation a decision 
decision by the Court of Appeal has revealed the details of the league's own disciplinary action against Manchester City. Manchester City have lost their bid to keep details of the Premier League investigation into allegations of financial fair play breaches secret. The Blues, as you lot know, people have been under scrutiny by the league since Footy Leaks claims that they've subverted the financial fair play rules for both UEFA and the league. Obviously, we will remember these leaks primarily came out of the German publication slash newspaper De Spiegel. Forgive me for mispronunciations, my German family. Um, UEFA's own case um, progressed rapidly with several leaks to the media um, until the club until the club's financial control body issued a. Uh, a two-year ban after finding Man City guilty of breaches. Apologies, not a club, you know, the financial body. That was appealed by Man City, as you lot know, and the ban was overturned due to a lack of evidence over a year ago. But the league's own investigation continued, despite speculation that UEFA's defeat might have led to them quietly abandoning it. Their own inquiry, like UEFA, began in 2019, March of that month, and was conducted in a more watertight way, with both Manchester City and the Premier League agreeing from the start to keep all details of the matter confidential obviously for very for, for things like this but in august of the same year 2019 the league issued a disciplinary complaint against the club seeking disclosure of certain documents and information and appointed a commission to hear the complaint city obviously challenged that deeming the comp the composition of commission um, to not be impartial independent they also just as they had with uefa's investigation objected to the jurisdiction of a tribunal and claimed the tribunal itself lacked impartiality so obviously Obviously, I would be saying the same thing if I was Man City. The jury could be dirty in the sense of, you know, they're already biased against us. So, you know, no one's got their hands clean. And I always find when leagues and clubs and all these people go against each other, just like with the Super League, everyone's got dirty hands telling you that the other one hasn't, hasn't cleaned their hands before they're picking up their food sort of thing. It doesn't make sense, really. So I'm not really on anyone's side. Obviously, it's in City's best interest that they don't have a storyline because people like myself can't speak about it and it's not a frenzy and things obviously for the league they want to hot up city because it sends out a statement that you can't do these sort of things allegedly you know if they've done anything wrong that's subjective um but apparently in response the league changed its rules relating to disciplinary and dispute resolution at shareholders meeting in the next year in february 2020 and four months later the arbitration tribunal rejected the club's claims about jurisdiction and impartiality city appealed to a commercial court over the matter but in the meantime the premier league continued with their case trying to force city to hand over documents and information uh, manchester city's appeal to the commercial court was sadly for them lost in march 2021 so this year which meant city would have to face the league's own arbitration tribunal after all um, not to mention the legal costs that go into losing as well the judge also rejected the request by both the seat by both man city and the league to keep details of the judgment secret so man city appealed with the support of the league um that matter went to Cass, you know, and the ch Chancellor of the High Court, Sir Julian Flox, last month um, up upheld the judge's original decision to publish the findings of the court and has now issued the reasons for doing so. The club had contended that um, public comment and press speculation would prejudice the future investigation, but the judge said that as long as there was no disclosure or sensitive financial or commercial information, the publication of the findings would be in public interest. It was a case of justice being seen to be done, I guess so. The decision, um, the, the decision said, in conclusion, the judge said it was desirable for any judgment to 
be made public in order to ensure public scrutiny and transparent administration of justice providing. This can be done without disclosing significant confidential information. Um, City's lawyer, Lord Panic QC, submitted that the judge had erred in the findings that publication would not involve disclosure of significant confidential information and in concluding that the club would suffer no real no no real detriment from the publication but that was dismissed again by the court um it was then subbed up by the qc i agree with the judge that the publication will not will not lead to disclosure of significant significant sorry confident information what will be disclosed is the existence of the dispute and arbitration in circumstances where it is already public knowledge that underlying investigation by the premier league is taking place i can Oh, well, I've lost where I was, people, so I don't know where I was there. Again, I consider there is a legitimate public interest in how disputes between the Premier League and members clubs are resolved, in particular in the allegation of structural bias made by clubs, which appears to have led to a change in rules. And I think it is in the public interest to see, really, personally. Given what is already in the public domain, disclosure of the existence of dispute as to production of documents and information could hardly give rise to any prejudice or just or detriment to the club. So again, they're already there. The suggestion that press interest and speculation might disrupt the investigation or arbitration where both are where both are being conducted by experienced professionals is entirely fanciful. Likewise, the suggestion that press comment and speculation following publication might damage the club's relations with commercial partners was unconvincing. The club has been anxious to emphasise before us that the arbitrational proceedings relate to ongoing and confidential investigate investigatory and disciplinary uh, disciplinary um, processes which is still in its early stages and that it may and it may be that no charges will ever be brought against us so there it is people you know it quite quite a good way to start this i'm city have to deal with that if we move away from that and well kind of the same trailer for as you don't know from a footballing point of view, although you, England didn't win the Euros, it was a good Euros. It was a good Euros in terms of what the players represented, what the good people represented. But as you know, like in life and like in this country, idiots have to spoil things. And what we saw was lawless mob mentality from certain individuals with what happened in the Euros. I've spoke on it on, a, on, a, on, an, amazing, on, on an amazing amount of times. I don't want to go over the same things. But as you lot already know, people acted like idiots. You know, this country has a problem with drunk um, with drinking and alcohol whole culture and, and and drugs and carrying on a certain sort of way when football games are on and and obviously the violence you know i don't need to condemn the violence because we all know we condemn that sort of thing um but allegedly the crowd trouble at this month's euro 2020 final at wembley has been described as a six hour siege by lawless yobs i mean it's a mixture of things people have been locked up via covid people feel marginalized in society so they can go and do their nonsense um you know obviously with the far right rising there's many reasons as to why there was a me melting pot and this was coming look how many arrests and carrying on there was when we beat Denmark in the semi-final disgraceful as you lot know fans fought with stewards and police as they attempted to break through gates um, at Wembley on the 11th of July attempted they did an independent review investigating the security breaches is set to take place uh, Mark Bullingham you know um who works for the FA, um, yeah, he, he made certain comments to, to the Department of Digital, Culture, Media and Sports in relation to the government. He said, we are focused on how our stadium team of police, security and stewards had to battle the horrendous actions of thousands of, law, of lawless yobs during a six-hour stage, something no stadium is set up to deal with. I'm sorry, I hear that, but I'm sorry, the National Stadium should be able to deal with things, especially because we're in unpredictable times, you know. 
let's just say it was through different reasons and sadly the stadium collapsed or something happened you'd be have to be able to deal with all of them individuals panicking and things i feel sorry for you know the individuals that were just doing their jobs like i, I feel sorry for the stewards because you know you're not paid enough to do the mazot, like to, 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 to be trying to fight someone, you know, and oh, God knows what's happened, the injury suffered and all of those sort of things. You're not paid enough for that and they're not experienced enough for that. I've been a steward. I've been match day stuff. You're not, you know, you do have to get licensed in some cases to be a steward, but it's not like you have to go through some intense training, you know. It's not like you're, you're skilled in martial arts, you're skilled, you know, some of them probably even had to do little first aid because it looked like these jobs were fighting amongst each other. Um, and I'm sorry, but, you know, the... As I said, you know, there's been lockdown, so people have been in their houses. People are looking for a reason to, to, to just get out, you know. this is the That was the first final in 55 years. It's at the National Stadium. The Euros is here. You're seeing the rise in drinking culture and far right and things happening. You can't... You, something had to have... Someone had to have considered that things could be a bit mad. We might need to tighten security or employ extra people, but it's blasé in that regard. You know, if this was a certain sort of other walk of society and there was protests or something, there would have been, this couldn't have happened because they would have been prepared, you know, and it's, and it's a shame. I feel sorry for anyone who was, you know, unnecessarily hurt and injured and things in what could only be described as disgraceful, really. There's no other... I've, I'm kind of exhausted at speaking about this. I'm only doing it because there's an article. We are determined to get to the bottom of what happened both outside and inside Wembley and are aware that everyone will need to learn lessons of the day and investigate changes for the future where needed. Um, as you lot know, the FA has been hit with four UEFA charges surrounding the behaviour of fans people. In addition to that, the UEFA's ethics and discipline, disciplinary inspector has been appointed to conduct a disciplinary investigation into events involving supporters that occurred inside and around the stadium that obviously relates to disturbances caused during the national anthem invasion of the pitch um lighting of fireworks by fans and throwing objects so again this is just mob mentality really and truly there's no other way to describe that people so it is what it is in relation to covid19 i personally don't want to scaremonger anyone but i don't think we've turned a corner personally in this country i think we'll see another lockdown before the end of the year purely because you know, everyone, everyone is now starting to activate and be out. Like nobody's, you know, nobody's, nobody wants to be locked up in their yard. And certain people have been on a long time. So they want to come out and, and whatnot. And you're seeing the cases rise. You're seeing everything open. You're seeing everybody mix, you know, football stadiums. I know there's going to be COVID passports and things, but I do think you're going to see another lockdown because of the rises. I mean, you know, Arsenal's obviously had their pre-season tour cancelled. Inter Milan have pulled out of that same American Florida Cup competition. I think Chelsea today have announced that, that a friendly's off. Brighton have had some disruptions to their preseason, and I'm probably missing out a whole load of things. If it's not the whole team, it's obviously individuals or whatnot. So we haven't got out of this thing at all, really and truly. Um, but apparently, Premier League footballers will need to have COVID-19 vaccinations for next season. England's top flight league is keen to ensure that those involved at elite level are on board with the UK's vaccination plan. Premier League players and staff will need to be vaccinated against covid-19 amid fears that the virus could disrupt football next season and it will let's be realistic in the same way it's going to disrupt society we're, we listen covid ain't gone away we're still learning about this you know it ain't gone away it hasn't and, and and i do think in our country we've got a bit laxed even myself we've got a bit laxed like obviously until i'd say i was a bit lax prior to this like i was a bit restless like i'm wearing masks and all these things if a mask i don't even think a mask helps but 
you know i got a bit lax i want to be out i don't want to be in my yard so again i understand it but it, it does it does look it don't look good like you can only see this going one way since June 2020, England's top flight league had made it mandatory for players to be tested twice a week to ensure that the competition was able to continue. However, allegedly, this is no longer enough with players and staff vaccinations required soon. And I mean, it's a bit of ethics, you know. While I, listen, I think you should be allowed the right to take it or not take it. There's logic in obviously taking it because, you, you know, you can help. There's logic in not. Like, personally for me, if I was to or wasn't taking it, I'd consider, okay, cool. I, I, I'm not a medical man. I don't think it's explained well enough because obviously everybody knows you can still get an injection to combat something, but it can still do something. But that's something that needs to be spoken of because many people don't understand the basis of just because you've had an injection against something doesn't mean that you can never get it. Also, one thing that scares me is that there's new strains of this. I shouldn't even call it strain. It's not bad, but new variants of this thing. So if I take, I don't know. One that deals with COVID A today, but COVID Z and, and, and D and, and, and Q and all these things have come out. I've got to take it again. So you then risk becoming a, a guinea pig and juicing up and taking bare things. I don't really get with it. Personally, I know that this is being done with quote unquote good intentions as much as you can trust the government. And let's be real, somewhere along the line, whether it's GPs, you know, whether it's GPs, people, certain individuals that have NHS contracts, these pharmaceutical companies, they are making a profit. You know, one of the best sort of things if you ain't got morals is to be in pharmaceutical so there is there is not really there is a side of this that isn't ethical and there probably is an incentive to getting people injected but for me we're still learning about this in about this stuff you still it takes years to make medicines and things so when i look at it one thing that would terrorize me to, and i don't want to scare anyone this is just me is that yeah it might save my life or whatever but 20 30 years from now not that i'm definitely gonna have kids before that but I might find out that I've got some sort of complication. I can't have kids or something's happened to me. You know, you always see it in 20, 30 years. New findings are found about a certain med a medication. So that's what terrifies me or certain other health complications around such people. Um, so, there, you know, I wouldn't say it's wise to force it among anyone in society or, for or force it among players as much as they are doing it. You know, young people don't really want to get it like that. There, obviously, there are people. Why do you think they're locking off nightclubs? You don't have to have that to go in the supermarket to buy food, but to buy a beer and rave and try and chat to girls and get them back to your house, you need it. You know, I'm not saying that's not wrong because there is logic between that in a nightclub, but there's sinister reasons behind that and there's a lack of real consistency, especially what you see, the leaked stuff coming out with Boris Johnson. He wanted everyone to get it. Boris Johnson don't care if he did or not, you know, so it, you have a tough time trusting people. Um... The measures in place previously had been working with only a couple of matches needed to be postponed before then being played at a later date. There are, however, new concerns within the game relating to COVID-19 after more than 46,000 coronavirus cases were recorded in the UK this week. Currently, use of the NHS COVID pass, which can also be used to show negative tests, is not mandatory but advised in facilities or events where people are likely to be in close proximity or to a large number of people from other households for a sustained period of time. That is, however, set to change, like I said, with players and other matchday personnel also requiring proof of vaccination, leaving clubs facing a race against time to ensure their staff receive the two jabs within the stipulated eight-week window.
window. Several clubs that have met some, albeit minor resistance among their playing squad ahead of this, this season. The reasons behind objections are personal and respected, but both, but clubs are not both, but clubs have typically made their encouragements clear by extolling the benefits to their players. Apparently, Newcastle United posted a social media vi video of several first team players receiving their COVID vaccine this week. Clubs are mindful that fully vaccinated players will no longer be required to self-isolate if they are identified as close contact from August the 16th, the, mo the Monday that follows the first weekend of the Premier League season next year, people. That will insulate clubs against widespread closures of training grounds and provide any and provide provided and provided any positive cases contained. From a footballing perspective, obviously, as I said, Arsenal's pre-season tour of America has been cancelled. You know, Manchester City and Chelsea have also had some COVID cases as well, or certain to deal with. Um, as you lot know, there are further concerns about whether football is returning from their holidays. We have to self-isolate, having played at international tournaments this summer. Next season, there will be full stadiums once again, but everyone will be required to have both jabs um, from October the 1st. And as you know, many clubs are using pre-season to test their systems to handle new arrangements that will allow stadiums to be fooled for the first time since March last year. Liverpool are planning two friendlies against Athletic and Osasuna of La Liga um, at Anfield with 75% attendance. And obviously, you look at the Mind Series friendly matches between three London clubs in Chelsea, Spurs and um, Save the Best to Last Arsenal are set to do so in a similar sort of way. As you lot know, a lot of football grounds and, and stuff are being used as quote-unquote covid centers to, to, to for people to get tested and things like that so i think it should be down to everyone's decision and, and you know everyone has to respect everyone's personal choice moving away from that and you know i've actually enjoyed this podcast i don't enjoy speaking about racism but it is necessary and you know as much as we can't live in a fairy tale where we hope that the youth of today are going to have new mentalities and stuff and unlearn the ignorance of their fathers you know racism is ingrained in people it makes you ugly on the outside and it's ingrained and i think you know it, you look at portsmouth and you look at cardiff two great examples that we need to get into we're here with portsmouth we already know what they were doing on the socials allegedly portsmouth have launched disciplinary proceedings after concluding an investigation into allegations that some of the club's under 18s players used um unsavory language in a group conversation now unless people are, are sacked from their scholarships nothing is going to happen and they'll be back doing this bullshit in the public public again they'll just tighten up their borders the racists won't let people into their group chats they'll just keep it among them and it's scary because these lot are going to go on or something well, you know you, you can't all be good because you're at Portsmouth like one or two of you might go off to have careers and there might be Skin, you know, there might be black and brown kids that look up to that individual, but you never know what they're doing behind closed doors. The League One club began an investigation after images appeared on social media of posts in a private chat, obviously following Italy defeat in England. All members of the squad were suspended while the probe was ongoing and those found not to be involved have now been allowed to return to training. A statement issued on the club's website said Portsmouth Football Club have conceded an investigation into discriminatory messages that originated from an under-18 private academy group chat a disciplinary process will now begin in line with club policy and employment law will last for a minimum of five working days all members of the under 18 squad were suspended while the investigation took place but those who are not involved have now returned to training with that in mind and in regards to this sensitive matter portsmouth would respectfully 
would continue to continue to respectfully appeal for everyone's consideration in their use of social media posts directed towards any of its employees and indeed any external parties. Ah, fuck that, man. These individuals deserve all of that if if, if they are, who if it is legit. I don't advocate going after people for no reason, but it is what it is. And the thing with racism, I, listen, the clubs are damned if you do, clubs are damned if you don't, but you don't, you have to you find yourself doubting the integrity. Are you really doing this or you ha or you just don't like your name in a negative sense and your, neg your name in a negative light so you're just saying this because you know uh, this ain't the first time they've probably done it this ain't the last time they're gonna do it people they, Portsmouth also said they won't be commenting on anything further when you carry on the FA is investigating a child uh, uh, is, is conducting an investigation after a child alleged um, after a child allegedly, sorry, had been subjected to bullying and discriminatory abuse at Cardiff City's academy. Um, apparently, a young footballer aged below 14 has alleged that incidences of racism took place on the minibus while travelling to an away match. The child has told the FA investigation that his own teammates are the alleged perpetrators. The young boy himself gave evidence to the FA investigators over a Zoom call. And this is the problem. You know, if your teammates are doing that, you know, you feel like you're alone. Your teammates are doing that. You already get it from external circumstances. I can already imagine a young black kid in a in a Cardiff team. You're already an, an, an anomaly in that sense. And again, I look at people like Rabbi Matondo, people that have come through the academy and look exactly like what I expect this kid to look at. God knows of what they have to deal with. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say the obvious. We know ignorance, racism, prejudice, these have no hearts. And I don't, listen, they're kids. Yeah, they're 13, 14. You can say they're kids. You can unlearn this and I hope they do. But at 13, 14, let's be honest, you all knew right from wrong, you know, it's upsetting and it's not banter, you know, my banter, if he bangs you in your face, is that banter, and I know, I understand, not every, not every you that, that, that's like this can rise up and throw their fists and, and do these things, and I don't advocate that, because you know, somehow, despite defending yourself, you are going to be the only guilty party, which happens, people, you know, I always find that ironic about racism. You can poke and prod someone the minute they react. You know, now, like even seeing professional football, they come down harder on the actual person than 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 the actual thing. One day we're gonna watch the Premier League and somebody is gonna get racist and some footballer is just gonna bang him in his face and that footballer is gonna get banned for months and the guy who did it, it might even get ten weeks or whatever. This is the problem. And it's upsetting, man. My heart bleeds. This is a child, man. And you know children don't like to speak on the biggest of things. These these things can eat away at you, chip at you, kill your personality, kill your hunger. But man's playing in academy football at 13, 14. He's trying to be a pro footballer. He don't have to deal with this. He's living the dream. But it's becoming a nightmare. As you lot know here, well, carrying on, the kid is no longer training with the academy after becoming unhappy in the environment. Can you blame him? He told FA investigators that he heard monkey noises and that teammates also rubbed bananas into his clothes. You see what I'm talking about? My heart bleeds for this guy, man. I don't advocate hitting kids, but I, listen, I'll beat up your dad for stuff like this. Um, the FA investigators also alleged heard that staff failed to respond in a satisfactory manner and clamped down on the abuse. And again, why? Because just like with the like like with UEFA, the top heads at UEFA and and FA and things like this, none of them, you know, half of them carry on the same way these lot have and shape like in Parliament, shape it up as banter. Half of them do not have direct examples of what it feels like to be racially abused or degraded to your skin. So they nod it off and they say things like, just ignore it, rise above hate. You know how it is, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's, it just seems like black people were allowed to be abused and we're seen as we're having to do the kumbaya thing. Nah, man, I, man, I have to hit fire with fire sometime. It's upsetting, rubbing bananas into his clothes. That is calculated. That is meticulous. That is calculated. That is proactive. 
They have gone out of their way to source a banana, whether they've bought it from Sainsbury's or took it from the took it from the canteen and rubbed that into him. They know exactly how a man's gonna be feel. I don't care if you're 14, 15, 30, you know what you're doing, that's calculated, you know. And it's upsetting because now I don't hopefully he's playing for another academy, but he's been robbed of a chance of for Cardiff. It's making you look look bukey because, you know, there was it was there not incidences a few weeks ago about coaches carrying on, but it's it's how it is because if this guy was to progress, you'd all call him a messiah. But they don't like your they love your rhythm. They do not like a young black man or woman's blues people, as I keep saying. Um So yeah, he's told staff. You know, he's probably told teammates, you know, he doesn't feel like anyone can help him. So that's probably robbed it. That's probably disillusioned him. Forget football. You've probably robbed him of, of, of his personality a bit. You know, you make their human first, football is second. And when you look at it from a human aspect, 13, 14 year old, you know, you get people, you know, we've, we've all got younger cousins and things. Some are introverted, some are brats, some are very outgoing. Whatever he is, you've killed, you've somewhat killed his personality as a kid. And kids don't speak on the, not to be condescending, and the teenagers don't speak on the best of days. Like some of you listening have kids you'll know you've robbed him of something you know apparently he has claimed the alleged victim was told to get on with it and clean it up himself by a staff member who first heard the complaint at the time sorry i would have said fuck that i ain't cleaning up nothing suck your mum really you know and this is the thing but not everyone's like that so a man are shooking that so you can you know he's told to clean it up you see you're taking a piss that's an extra slap in the guy's face the young player and his family are being supported by kick it out lol they've also been advised by player net which is an independent non-profit voluntary organization that's a, that offers support to players their staff and clubs and club staff on a range of welfare issues the player has currently dropped out of the club's academy and returned to grassroots football although he does sometimes train at satellite facilities owned by the club so he's still on the he's still in and about i guess apparently the director said we can come of cardiff we can confirm that we are aware of a complaint which has been made to the fa regarding an alleged instance of race racist behavior and bullying between children who were enrolled in the academy and that's another thing i focused on racism there's bullying that's bullying you know and there's one thing i can't stand is bullies you know my, my you know my dad used to say to me in school as well you know i if you're misbehaving you're misbehaving and i'll get on to you but i can't you know it's long for you if you bully you know any and these are and the worst thing is i bet he can punch these lot up i bet when it's just one of them they're not on it but again you know how it is. You're seen as the victim and stuff. Apparently, these allegations date all the way back to 2018. But apparently, they argue that the claims around racism have only serviced in recent months. Doesn't matter. The clubs, that's like, it's not the same. But that's, you know, I always find incidences like this stupid. It's like when somebody comes out, like a woman comes out to speak about abuse. And then you see other victims coming out. And people say, oh, you spoke about it in 2021. This happened in 2015. Why didn't you say something? Now, when you look at it like that, there is a degree of logic. But that doesn't make sense. You know, that doesn't make sense. You know, people get courage from seeing other things. People, you know, with time, people get the courage to speak. Sometimes through seeing others, sometimes through time. You know, it takes a lot to speak because this is degrading. It's degrading to hear it. Then it's, you know, because if you have to speak out, they have to recount these incidences. And for a young man, it's a lot. You know, it's probably a lot for a young black man living in Wales anyways. Like, let's be real. You know, I can only, it's long being in England and, we, you know, we're, we're only a tiny bit of the, of the population but it's still carbs. I can only imagine Wales, Ireland, Scotland, all of these things. You know, it's a bit mad. Um, 
Following the players' initial complaints, you know, apparently, I'm not even going to read out what the club's academy director said. It's just a statement that says we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Apparently, there's also said to be a dispute between the players' family and the club over his right to register at different clubs after leaving Cardiff. Disgraceful. I mean, you know, in a, this is absolutely annoying. The man doesn't want to be there. From a human point of view, let him register elsewhere. Why would he want to be a Cardiff footballer if he realises you lot don't value me? You like my rhythm, not my blues. Clearly, you like my footballing academy because he was in the... My ability because he's in your academy but you don't care about man from a human aspect because you're telling me to get on with it and then you're not letting me keep it moving but this is what they see you as just a pawn in their game you know to be used at their leisure which is upsetting man apparently Cardiff are alleged to be insisting on compensation payments for any player who leaves in his age group to sign for different clubs the guardians in question believe Cardiff should waive the right to compensation as the club is alleged to have failed to protect to provide sorry a safe environment for the child facts you haven't provided a safe haven you know, as a young man, he's probably going through a lot in society. He's probably going through a lot in terms of puberty. He's probably going through a lot at, you know, deciding where the next step of his life is and going through a lot in society. Football is a safe haven for people. This should be the place he relishes coming. He shouldn't be getting bullied, racially abused, not being able to speak to coaching staff. You know, I don't know how long he came through he was in the academy for, but I'm, there might have been a coach that he felt he could have spoken about. You know, they don't. he doesn't see them as teammates, you know. This is disgraceful, people. You know, and Cardiff don't seem to care, people. No complaint of discrimination was raised by the player or his guardians at the time. The complaint has been made by the player's guardians to the FA nearly three years after the incident and following a meeting with the club at which the club confirmed it would agree to release the player and that it would not relinquish its entitlement to training compensation should the player wish to join another club. Um, Cardiff say they are prepared, prepared to engage with any club who wishes to sign the player but also claims the, play, the player's guardians said previously they did not wish to re-enter re um, elite football until the player turn 16 so there's an issue there people and as you see they just see you as cattle they see you as porn i'm not even going to read it anymore of cardiff i mean fuck cardiff football club it's as simple as that um, as you lot know in march you know academy manager james mccarthy had been had been one of those suspended um and two members of staff had stood down while the internal process was carrying on so it was a madness people you know and we all know bellamy had to um step down as well there was investigations of bullying against bellamy as well again so i'm not saying anyone did anything but i mean psh, Something dodgy is going on in Cardiff, you know, something's going dodgy in Cardiff. I always knew I preferred Swansea. Anyways, moving to better news, people. The makers of football manager of the Football Manager Computer Series have confirmed the multi-year project to bring women's teams into future releases, which is good because obviously you want to see the profile raise of women's football, but and that can happen by being able to play with your with the women's stars on, on computer um, games, especially seeing them on TV as well. And and it's and it's good, man. You're hearing, you know, you're seeing f women footballers getting paid more competitive wages now. You know, that's what's needed. I don't specifically know how you drive interest into women's game because it's got to be, uh, it's got to be organic. Like I'm not gonna sit here and lie, man. I don't watch women's football. You know, I need to get into it, but I just don't watch it. And again, it's disgraceful. But if you showed me half of Arsenal's women's football team, I don't know no one. And that's, and that's for me to, to go and put more interest in it and stuff. You know, they could make it more accessible to watch it on TV and things. I was having this conversation the other day with a lot of um, women fans of football and women friends that I know. And I asked them on a serious note, do you watch women's football? And they said no. And I said, why? And I won't go into more. But, you know, they said there's not an interest there. And I, and I said to them, I'm not getting at you because as a man in a male-dominated game, I think I could do a lot more to watch the game. But... Why is it that as a woman, you don't feel compelled to watch it? 
Um, why is it, you know, is it the need for star players? Does it need to be in your face more? Do you need the male counterparts to raise the profile? I don't know, people. Um, but that's 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 what that's where I'm at. In fact, we we just signed someone. We signed Nikita Parish for Arsenal. So again, you know, I, I know one of them, but I could do a lot. I I'll clearly do a lot more in that regards, people. A lot more. I don't know if you lot are watching the Olympics, but yeah, man, I'm sure you all saw Brazil win 4-2 against Germany. Richarlison made history at Tokyo 2020 because he became the first Premier League player to hit a hat-trick at the Olympic Games. It took him only 30-odd minutes to do such. He now has 10 goals in 32 for Brazil. And, you know, was he not just at Copa America? You're playing a lot of football, aren't you? And then you're going to go off to Everton and whatnot, people. Um, again, it was, it, was, it was a bit of a crazy Olympic day. You know, Mexico packed France 4-1. I believe Spain drew nil-nil with Egypt and obviously Brazil beat Germany. A bit of payback for what happened, you know, in the in the World Cup hosted in Brazil a few years ago. Um, you know, obviously Watford were previously sponsored by cryptocurrency Bitcoin. Apparently they said their new sponsors paid in cryptocurrency people. Um, pardon me. They haven't gone into specifics as to what currency it's been. Hopefully it's Ethereum, but it's a step in the right direction. And between Chile's announcing a partnership with Arsenal and crypto, I still think crypto is aware of the future. I think it will change how you interact with clubs, how you buy shirts, how you buy tickets, how you buy, you know, all them little experiences that go into being an, Ar an Arsenal fan and, and all of those sort of things, people. Uh, Arsenal or football fan, better yet. Away from that, though, and to close this with transfer news, apparently PSG... Paris Saint-Germain are interested in signing midfielder Paul Pogba. Apparently, as you look, know, he's in the last year of his deal and talks are ongoing with his rep representatives over a new deal. And I think, you know, United, if you bring in Sancho, you bring in Rafael Varane, you do the other business, you keep Pogba. That's an important signing for Pogba. It's about money as well. I can't lie. United got to give me the bag. PSG got to give me the bag. I'm at that age now, you know. So Pogba's been around for a while now. And also, he's at the last, you know, last important staging of his career. If he feels United can give him a good project and all those things stay. If there's a little burning desire to go back to Juventus, to try go Madrid, to go PSG, you should try it. And I think PSG would be a great move for him because, you know, Ronaldo's been talking up to him. But they're signing what I call good players first, but mentality monsters. You know, I wouldn't have Varane down for mentality because I think he choked for France, but he must. You don't cut a career at Madrid without mentality. Ramos is Mr. Clutch. Wijnaldum has been an important player for Liverpool um, as well. You've got Marquinhos there. Donnarumma, one of the youngest leaders of that Italian team, but one of the leaders nonetheless. Obviously, you add Pogba to that to go with Mbappe and Neymar. You've got leaders now, you know, and that's what they need in my humble opinion. And Pogba, there's a lot to consider for me. You know, United are playing Champions League football. They're building a project. They definitely can keep him, but it depends how much the man wants to stay. Um, Spurs apparently are, are, are close to signing Brian Gill from Sevilla in a move that will see Lemayna go the other way. I think he will have to adapt physically, but he's a very good player. He can go 1v1. He's a winger, man. He's a good, good player. That's a good sign. And I told you lot, Patrice would sign good people for Spurs. And everyone they're getting linked with is a decent half, decent and a half player. They've also been linked with Romeo, the, the centre-half people he's a decent center half as well so they're doing good things Everton midfielder Bernard apparently completed a move to the United Emirates United Arab Emirates and has joined Sarjar FC I'm sure he's getting the bag shout out to Emil Smith Rowe go and check out my video um, that I've done on that he signed a new deal um, Everton have announced the signing of the well Watford have got Josh got Josh King I think Begovic is completing a move to Everton you know Everton have completed the signing of Damari Gray and Andre Townsend with respect to both players you know they're both extremely extremely meaty like they're both squad players how does that take Everton forward how does that improve on what they've got 
personally. You know, 30 years old, I can't get at great. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean Townsend, 30 years old, chance to play on the Rafa Benitez. Palace released you as a chance. For Gray, there is potential there, but you didn't hit off at Lever- Leverkusen. He hasn't hit off at Leicester. Didn't do that much at Birmingham and hasn't really done anything in the game. And Everton's a fantastic club to play for and, a ch- and you've got a fantastic manager like you had with Rodgers to learn from. But I think Gray's going to, again, flatter to deceive, man. And I think them signings there, I know Everton are trying to push Champions League. I'm sorry, but I don't see how Townsend and Gray get you further to that. You know, they, you know how many goals have they got between them? You know, it's quite meaty. But at the same time, they're homegrown players. They do provide depth. So I do somewhat get it. I'm not going to sit here and say, um, and not and not and not say anything else. But yeah, there's a there's there's it is what it is. If we find some other transfer news, folks, again, Arsenal, Madison, Madison, Arsenal. Hopefully, we get there again. It's going to come down to if you can put the 60, 70 million on the table, people. Um, just seeing some breaking news. Apparently, uh, Chelsea start women's Super League defence at Arsenal. So, Arsenal versus Chelsea, first game of the women's season. Um, um, apparently, Podolski has um, fulfilled a promise to his grandma um, and moved back to moved back to Poland. You know, I'm playing for Gornic Zabiski. Um, shout out to the 36-year-old. We all love Podolski, you know. And things like and things like that. Let's look at the transfer news as well, people. As I said, Christian Romero could be going to to Spurs from Atlanta. Manchester City are prepared to offer one of the Brazilian forward Gab Jesus, Mares, Bernardo Silva, or Sterling as part of a deal to tempt Spurs into selling Harry Kane. Kane is set to leave Tottenham and join Man City in a hundred and sixty million pound deal. The twenty-seven year old would earn four four hundred k a week. I don't quite think that's true. I don't buy that, but. It is what it is. Apparently, Mbappe is set to reject PSG's latest contract offer and has his heart set on a move to Real Madrid. At Atlanta, interested in taking Davison Sanchez as part of a deal for Romero. Pogba is expected to leave Manchester United, as I said, after rejecting a 350k a week deal. But the club are not prepared to let him run down his deal and leave for free in 2022. Uh, Manchester United allegedly are also struggling to reach an agreement with Real Madrid to sign Rafael Varane. The La Liga club are demanding 50 million for the defender, with United only willing to pay 40. So they'll find an agreement there. Apparently, AC Milan are keen to sign Moroccan midfielder Hakim Ziyech on loan from Chelsea. Liverpool are monitoring AC Milan. And Ivory Coast midfielder Frank Cassier. Newcastle are trying to bring in Lemayna from Southampton. Eden Hazard um, has has ruled out a return to Chelsea and says, I'm staying at Real Madrid. Uh, Arsenal have been told to up their 30 million um, bid to more than 32 million if they wish to sign Aaron Ramsdale, which is a madness. Uh, Chelsea have opened talks with 21-year-old Dijon Sterling over a new deal. Apparently, development coaches are understood to be impressed with Sterling's recovery and return to full fitness following a career-threatening injury. Chelsea are interested in Argentine goalkeeper Romero, who's a free agent after leaving Man United. Xhaka is close to joining Roma, which he's been close for a number of weeks. People, we need to go. Um... Let's keep it moving. Cameron Carter-Vickers of Spurs is drawing interest from Newcastle. Um, Aston Villa could make an offer for River Plate 21-year-old Argentine forward Julian Alvarez. And, you know, Aston Villa have also been linked with Leon Bailey. So they're clearly trying to get a winger and, and, and things like that. And apparently Liverpool are leading the race to sign Newcastle prospect Bobby Clark, the 26... I mean, the man said 26. The 16-year-old midfielder is the son of former Newcastle and Sunderland midfielder Lee Clark. Um, so yeah make of that what you will that seems to be the transfer business it seems the same old same old in that regards hopefully the next time we um, we 
we come back we come back onto this live stream there's 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 some other significant transfer news like i said i'm absolutely buzzing smith rose signed a new deal he's also been handed the number 10 and whether you believe in it or not to let to see smith rose come through our academy and have the 10 and the same goes for sakura for me it gasses up the other academy lads to know you can do it you know there is a pathway here you know um, and on top of that you know we've got a num number of players in the squad at first team level a lot will be moved on a lot aren't ready for the grade but just to know that the pathway is there you can have a career here and move on or you can have a career here and do other things is up to you this has been a fantastic watch along people a man said watch along podcast apologies people i'm do you know what it is is because i know it's a podcast but i'm just staring at at the sound thing in it on audacity so it feels like i'm on like i'm on a watch along or something but We've spoken sadly about racial incidences. We've covered, you know, the FA doing a report. We've touched on City. We've touched on transfer news. I'm probably missing something else out. Somehow we've managed to reach 42 minutes. So I'm very appreciative that you guys have, you know, spent your 40 or two minutes with me. So I appreciate that. If you're listening on Spotify and them things there, please make sure you're following on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube, Deludaguna04. Twitch is Deludaguna. Also do the same, especially if you've got Amazon Prime. Subscribe through that. Obviously... Like I said, on that Twitch Q&A, please make sure you're there 5pm UK time. If you're listening on YouTube again or anything, 11.30, you know there's going to be a, a DG live stream. So hopefully there's some Arsenal transfer news to speak about. The grind don't stop people. Thank you for listening. People deluded. I'm out. Enjoy what's left of your Friday morning, afternoon, evening and night. I hope you've all had a great week and I hope you all have a better weekend. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you lot in a couple of hours by the time you lot are finished listening to this. People. DG, I'm out.